Hello there, and welcome to episode 23 of Cuzzo Op. I am your host for this episode, Willie, and as usual, we have... Ivy, what's good? Another another Cuzzo Op episode, my bro. And we're, and we're finally here! Like, another Q&A. We said we were going to try to do these roughly every eight episodes, and here we are, 15 episodes after the last one. That's crazy. 15. We're here. Exactly. Yeah, we here. So just know every eight-ish episodes might not be the case. It's going to be when we have a gap in the schedule, we want to have fun, and we want to engage with our community because the community, you know, that be making Kuzawap. Yeah, and we send out a form to all of our listeners, followers on, on social media, friends, family, and that's where we generate these questions from. So if you want to have a question answered uh, or hear us wrestle with some crazy topic you put on the table, that's your opportunity. Keep your eyes open for the next one. Uh, but let's go, Willie. Let's do this, bro. I'm ready. You said this was a good one. You told me not to look at any of the things that are on the form. So I, I'm coming in blind. Willie has all the knowledge. Host, bro. Do your thing. All right. I'll take the reins over. Uh, you know, so just to start with some general pop questions, you know, just a variety right. of different entertainment type questions. We got a question from Jada Velez. You, you want to say who that is, bro? That's my sister. What's good, sis? And so Jada's question is, what are your thoughts on the Barbie movie? Now, I'm going to save my thoughts, and we all going to save our thoughts, especially Jada, because we going to do a Barbie episode of Kuzawap. Special guest, Jada. Special guest. Special guest. And so Jada's next question is, what are your thoughts on the Little Mermaid movie that just released? Now, I'm done with these live-action remakes. I'm tired of them. Of these like princess Disney films. Like please just stop. You know I saw Aladdin when it came out. And I saw Beauty and the Beast. And I actually liked Beauty and the Beast. Yeah that was one of the first. But then I saw The Lion King. Which lacked all soul from the original movie. And it just didn't need to happen. And and now that with the Moanas. And the uh, Little Mermaids. And the Mulans. I'm just like damn they really just going hard for what. I feel you. I feel the same way about live action. Like I said, I think Guy Ritchie is why Aladdin was good. What I like about the Disney adaptations is the opportunity to see directors give their take. Just as a as a lover of film, that excites me. But Guy Ritchie is the only exception to that whole concept of these movies tending to be kind of lackluster. Why take a why make an adaptation if it's going to be lazy or if it's not going to even match up? Uh, to the quality of the original story. I mean, Lion King is legendary. Uh, talking about what Jade is talking about, Little Mermaid. I think that they've taken this and they've added so much change to the core story. And I've seen the arguments. Oh, she's black. Oh, you can't put a braid through. You can't put a fork through your braids. Lie. I've, I've seen all the arguments. I reside in the camp of, I just think this was a waste of time. I just think it was a waste of time, top to bottom. And money. It's a waste of money. Um, but up next, we have a question from another sister of yours, Isa. And for listeners, you know, you, 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 you're going to get to know Isa too. Very, very soon, in fact. She's going to be on an episode upcoming. You, you want to talk a little bit about that, Isaiah? We're in the mix, yo, talking about love. Keep your, keep your eyes open for that episode, Isa. We had a great conversation with her. But what's her question? I'm real curious now because she's she going to come with something quality. Well, funny enough, her question is actually, where's my damn episode? And uh, Be patient. Sit back and relax, sis. B 
be patient. Well, damn, you know, that was definitely a brother answer. Uh, but I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the real answer. It's uh first week of August, August third. Pull up, listen to me, Isaiah, and I to talk about love in in everything that we discuss here at Kazawa. Oh, wow, he gave you the date and all that. That's crazy. But she has another question. She wants to know if we're ever going to talk The Sims. The last Sims I played was Sims 2 Pets on the PlayStation 2. Hey, you know what? I'm down for it to happen. I actually really enjoy The Sims. I be playing it sometimes during times when I'm not supposed to be. But I play it. And, you know, I know other people in the family who play it too. So maybe... Maybe that, that's got to be an episode, but not this year, though. We, we we booked for the year. We booked for the year. But didn't I hear that A New Sims was coming out in 2024? A New Sims is going to come out eventually. I don't know about next year, but eventually. All right. So then we're going to have to have Isa and we're going to have to have Whitney, Titi Wit, four-person episode talking to Sims. We're going to have to do it. Hey, I'm down for that four-person episode, but you already know. It's not going to be the first one. Stay tuned. Kazawap, we got things going on. Yeah, t- t- yo, bro, this episode is great. Tease them. Tease these suckers. Yeah, but let's focus on the here right now. We got some more questions, this time from Leaf. Shout out to Leaf, back from Q&A 1. Oh, yeah, she had some great KMF KMF questions. I mean, yeah, so she's actually starting us off this time with a, with a fuck, Mary kill. Um, We vulgar sometimes around here, y'all. So, sorry, Grandma. Uh, We're going to start with... Rick Grimes. I, I I think you know who Rick Grimes is, right? Come on, bro. Stop playing with me. Then we got Rick Astley. Never gonna give you up. Okay. And last, we have Ricardo Montalban. Great question, Leaf. Um, I would say kill uh, kill the artist. You know what I mean? We can give you up. You'll be all right. <laughs> uh, I would definitely marry Rick from Walking Dead. My man is gonna fight for me, bro. He's gonna hold it down. You know what I mean? Like he's he all that's that's what he is. He actually he he literally is humanity, just holding it down, manifested in the character. So boom, that's my argument. And then of course I'm gonna get a Spy Kids 3D grandpa, Junie's grandpa. I'm gonna have to fuck him, bro. <laughs> hey, you know what? You answer the same way I would, so we'll move on. Of course, of course I did, you bum. Don't hate on me, bro. You 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 went as hard as you did, bro. You said it all. I, I got nothing else to say. So for Leaf's next question, she wants to know what our favorite holiday quotation mark special is. Now it could be a holiday special like the Guardians one, or it can be an episode of Psych or anything else. And so my answer is American Dad Rapture's Delight. It's a Christmas episode. For those who don't know American Dad or don't know what this episode is, essentially, Stan, the main character, he gets mad when he can't find a good seat in church on Christmas Day. He gets mad because now he has to stand in the back. And so in order to like ease his tension, his wife brings him to like a closet in the church and they have sex. And when they come out, right, that's a sin. The rapture has began, and everybody in the church is gone, including their kids, but they're still there because they just committed a sin at the wrong time. And so Stan gets mad at his wife. He's like, you're the reason I didn't get into heaven, and yada, yada, yada. And so she leaves him and ends up falling for Jesus Christ because now he's on earth ready to battle the Antichrist. And in the 
the whole show jumps forward years into Armageddon, where it's demons versus the last survivors of humanity, and Jesus is the general, and Stan is like this outlaw, but Jesus needs his help to defeat the Antichrist, and it's just this crazy battle-heavy episode of this 22-minute show, and it was just so good. It remains in my memory forever. Um, yeah, so that's mine. That's mine. I love the episode so much. And ever since I was a kid, I've loved it. Okay, so my two things would be for Christmas, the psych episode where um, Sean is getting after uh, uh, Gus's sister, Joy. 100% Christmas Joy. That's what the episode's called. Love that episode. It's just great. I love the banter between Gus and Sean. That's just my favorite thing about psych. Um so that's definitely it. I don't even remember the mystery. I just remember the tension between them. I haven't watched it in a bit. And then my favorite Halloween would be... Uh, does it have to be a special? It could just be episode related to holidays. Say what you got to say, bro. Say what you got to say. There's a, there's, a, there's a Halloween episode of um, Gravity Falls that goes crazy with this monster that makes Dipper and Mabel have to collect 500 pieces of candy. And so they're trick-or-treating mad. The episode goes crazy. Turns out that... I'm, I'm spoiling it for you. Kazawa, baby. S- turns out that the monster, they think it's just like a, a creature. It's the leftover candy that no one eats on Halloween. It's the candy It's the candy corn and the strawberry candy that no one knows the name of, all built into this monster that's trying to wreak havoc on, on children. And it's just the greatest. I love shows like regular show, Gravity Falls, Adventure Time, where there's crazy, uh, crazy like adventures they go on each episode. But to see it in a holiday format always, always goes crazy. Great question, Lee. I know Leaf said episode, but it's Kuzawap. I got to talk about a video game. Arkham City. Calendar Man. The criminal at the bottom of the courthouse where if you go speak to him on July 13th, he'll be like, I don't know you. Don't talk to me right now. But if you go to him on July 4th or Christmas Day or Halloween Day, he'll tell you a story about a murder he committed on that holiday. I love that. I love that whole thing. It's great. I love that. I remember going into my Xbox 360 to change the date on my system so that I can access those stories. All right. Well, then another question from Leaf is... What movie or series starter pack would you send to aliens so that they can get a good feel of humanity? I would give them the entire lineup of the MCU, the whole MCU, from phase one to phase three, the whole thing, all the way to endgame. Um, I feel like that captured like a good 10 to 15 years of like entertainment culture. It was dominated by these boys. (laughs) I think I'm going to give them Star Wars. I'm going to give them all Star Wars movies, all 11 that we have right now, uh, live action, of course. And because I feel like two things can be done with that. Number one, they can gain a better understanding of the way movie making for us has changed in almost 50 years of just movie making, right? But then I could also say like, hey, This is what we as humans perceive possible alien life to be like. Is this how it is? Do you have laser swords? Do you have planets like Tatooine and Kashyyyk? I would love to to indulge in that, assuming they don't just kill us all right away. The next question from Leaf is, if you could get $100 million, but all you have to do is have one movie playing on a floating iPad that follows you everywhere, consistently playing at 30% volume for three days, what movie are you picking? Inception. 
I wouldn't get sick of it. Or Toy Story 3. Because it's like that. My sisters and I, my brother, when we drove down to Florida from New York, we watched that thing on loop like five times, six times, bro. I love, I love Toy Story 3. But I'd say Inception because there's actually some nuggets in that movie. And there's ticking and I like the soundtrack. So I think I'd actually be able to like, a certain line from Tom Hardy just flies out. You go, ah, I like that line. You know what I mean? I'm over here cooking myself breakfast. I'm hearing, I'm hearing him talk about mouth don't jump. I'll be like, yeah, it's lit. Hey, listen, listeners, if you want some more, more Inception talk, tune in next week. That's all I'm gonna say. You know, ah, uh, uh, my movie would probably be Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith. Attack of the Clones is my most played Star Wars movie. It's the one I've seen the most, just childhood-based and all. But being real, it's Revenge of the Sith. It's Revenge of the Sith. I could put that movie on. It's 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 a 10 out of 10 from start to finish, you know? That's, that's my answer. Mm. Up next, though, we got a question from Q, a.k.a. Quinn, one of my trio. He wants to know how we feel about John Bernthal, spoiler alert, joining the cast of the new Daredevil show for Disney+. Plus. Listen, bro, anywhere that John Bernthal is going to be on screen, I'm with you, Q. I'm going to be there. I was going to be there regardless. I was going to be there regardless because I'm excited for this. I'm excited to see Charlie Cox land Daredevil in the MCU type of tone. Interested in seeing that. I didn't watch She-Hulk, so, so I still haven't seen it. And I kind of don't want to. But anyways, I, that would be my uh, my take. You know I'm there too. I'm there for Burnthal. I'm there for Charlie Cox. I'm there for it all. IV, you should watch his, his episode of She-Hulk. Because I think it's going to give us a tone for Reborn that I'm really excited for. Because I'm, I'm hoping that it's not the 100% gritty Daredevil from Netflix. But I also don't want it to be corny. And I felt like there's going to be a good middle ground here. But we will see, man. Um, Q's next question is, who do we think is the best actor who has portrayed the Hulk? And what is the best Hulk movie? Now, in my opinion, Mark Ruffalo has been the best portrayal of the Hulk so far. In terms of his acting skills. I love his Bruce Banner. I love that you can tell when it's different between like, you know, OG, the, the original earlier MCU movies, like his Hulk and Banner. Um, you know, I love Ed Norton, but I don't necessarily think that he was a great Bruce Banner. Um, but The Incredible Hulk is probably the best Hulk movie. Absolutely. I mean, when it comes to Mark Ruffalo, right? Like, just just an example here, like ride with me. Um, we would never ever be able to imagine someone else playing Walter White than Brian, than Brian Cranston. It just wouldn't work. The character is now in our minds, looks like him, moves like him, talks like him. I am the one who knocks. I think that Mark Ruffalo has made it hard for me to find some other actor in my mind that could play this role, which means he's made that impression on me. So I would stick with Mark. That being said, the best Hulk movie is Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> That's that's not a bad answer. That's not a bad answer. That might be the answer. But Marvel should have the Hulk rights back so they can actually make a Hulk movie again. They don't have to worry about Universal. So maybe we'll get a Hulk Hulk movie, especially if you watch She-Hulk. You'll know that maybe something's coming. But the final question from Q is, 
Do we feel that Thor is nerfed as an Avenger? Me personally, I hate what MCU has done to Thor. I saw on Twitter the other day that everyone thinks Ant-Man's grown over each movie and Thor has kind of lost his power. I don't know if I agree with that 100%. Who we saw in Ragnarok was a very strong Thor. A very strong Thor in Ragnarok. I loved the way that they showed his power in that movie. In fact, I love the way they showed his power in Infinity War as well. So I think being that we've seen him ramp up more than we've seen movies where it feels like his power is in a weird place, I'm like iffy on answering if I think 100% it's been nerfed. Like there are surefire power power dynamics in the MCU that are like, you know for sure this is because they're doing this on purpose. Like I think Captain Marvel, how strong she is in comparison to the Avengers, that's a wide gap. You know what I mean? I almost think it's an overextension. So there are places where there's overextensions, underextensions. I just think Thor is on a journey. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel. Look, I mean, the strongest I think we've ever seen Thor might be Infinity War or Endgame. Um, I think Infinity War did something interesting where after Ragnarok and they're like, you're the weapon, you are the lightning, you don't need a weapon. They're like, well, he needs a weapon to beat Thanos, fine, whatever. And then when he gets all fat and stuff for Endgame... As someone who studies this stuff, I'm like, damn, that's grief. That's trauma. He's making jokes because he's mad at himself and he's sad and this. And I'm like, that's, that's great. And I really feel like when it came in Endgame to get down to business, when that time came, he was ready. He was like, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna mess him up. Um, Love and Thunder was ass. I mean, we've said this. Love and Thunder was ass. And so when... Thor is in Love and Thunder. I'm like, damn, I feel like I should be getting more. But then he'd be popping out sometimes. So I just think that Love and Thunder was ass. And if we get a new Thor movie, I hope to see something bigger, a more serious narrative for this character to really unleash his power. You know? Yeah, man. The powers are there. Is he using them well? I can't wait to see what comes next, and I hope they don't let, I hope they don't let Takai Watiti come back and touch Thor ever again. He needs to be put on the bench. Give me a new director, and and what we gonna do? I need like a Kratos, a Kratos Atreus type relationship, something where oh no, I need a I need a cow and Bode's daughter in the upcoming uh, uh, Jedi game type dynamic between these two. If someone could write that story out, I think we about to see a big bad Thor. So Quinn. Strap in. You know, and if the movie, if the movie wants to showcase some some Thor power, I say, if they're not tired of announcing that Odin has other children and stuff, bring in Balder. I would love to see Balder. I thought that they were gonna do it in Dark World, but I think those plans fell through. But bring Balder in. Let's go some let's get some narrative uh craziness going on there. Bal- wow, I made that God of War reference and I didn't even realize it's still in the same mythology. That's crazy. All right, so up next, we have a merged question, is what I'm going to call it, from Tyson and Abe. What are your top five live-action superhero costumes? You go first. So, number one, no particular order, but number one, Ben Affleck's bat suit from Batman vs. Superman. I'm a skin-tight, not-long-eared Batman fan. And so Ben Affleck popped out. He had good sized ears, in my opinion. Skin tight suit that actually looked good, not corny. I'm there for that. 
I know people give the bat logo some heat. I love it. I love the gauntlets. I love it. Don't care. Next, season five arrow, green arrow suit. You know, the earlier seasons, it's like, well, the vest looks old. The pants look new, but it still looks kind of funny. And then season four, they did sleeveless, which, okay, sleeveless was cool, but it just didn't work. And then they had a weird, ugly green filter. Season five, even if it's a more serious green arrow suit, I'm there for it. I love it. It worked. And there's a reason why they kept it for seasons five through seven. Like, it just worked so freaking well. Um, Third, even if we didn't see it for more than just a minute, it's still peak, in my opinion. Deathstroke suit from the end credit scene of the Justice League movies. It's a shame we never got more. Slade had ass. For fourth, I'm going to go... The Stark suit, as it's called, but it's the Spider-Man suit that is in Civil War and a lot of Spider-Man Homecoming. You stole that from me. I hate you. Listen, if you want to keep that, bro, I'll just go with Tom Holland's Spider-Man homemade suit. It's the best Spider-Man homemade suit. I love it so much. It's fun. I used it a lot in Spider-Man PS4. But to go with a fifth place person, it's kind of hard for me. And so, for lack of preparation for this answer, I think I'm just going to go with the super cheesy, super recent answer. If you guys are tuned in to the internet earlier this week, if you're listening to the the podcast the day that this episode drops, Ryan Reynolds dropped the first picture of Hugh Jackman in the classic Wolverine yellow and blue suit. I'll take that. Give me that. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Sure. Yeah, that John looks fire. Now, if you feel like that answer is too much of a cop-out, give me Tyler Hecklin's classic Superman suit or Brandon Routh's Kingdom Come Superman suits. It's hilarious that Batman, Spider-Man, and Superman are in my top three, but, you know, whatever, man. Uh, I'll take those. I'll take those. What about you? I like those suits, bro. Um, I'm going to take your Spidey. I'm going to take your Spidey for sure. I think that they did a very clean suit with that one. I also I also liked just as a sidebar, not one of them, but I liked um Andrew Garfield's suit too. I, I liked his. Um, but I'm not gonna count that as one of mine. Uh I love the Mark III Iron Man suit from Iron Man One. It's the suit he fights Ironmonger in at the end of the movie. It's his culmination suit in that movie, you know, everything built up to that. So I love that suit. Um we don't see it again after that either because it gets destroyed so then he makes a new one and that's the four um captain america's suit is definitely from from from, but not from any of the main films but rather as he's nomad in uh, infinity war i loved his suit i thought that was so dope um how they put that together he just looked he was like he was on dark mode bro he was just on dark mode he's on dark mode (laughs) Um, that's four, right? Spidey? No, that's three. I need any more. Um, damn, this is a hard question, guys. Why are you doing this? You you want to show any love to DC? Yeah, and I think for Batman, man, I, I really like um, the latest Batman suit from the Batman 2022. Um, I, I just think because the movie was 
It's just tough. Like it, 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 it doesn't need to be this like high tech, high. He's just, he looks gritty, bro. He looks like he's ready to mixy Dixie and his fight style matches the suit. And that's when you know it. All right. Anyways, I'm geeking. Um, I like Dr. Strange's suit and I love his cape. That's really the thing I love. So I'll give that to uh, D Strange for sure for, for my fifth spot. Listen, before we move on, I just want to say, I don't know if there's more questions from these guys, but Tyson, you are someone with some enticing takes in our YouTube comments. And uh, that's why I knew this question was going to be good. Just so you know, feel free to jump into those YouTube comments, man. We be mixing. We be talking. We be talking. We jump in just like this with these QA questions. So shout out Tyson for sure. So for the next question, we got Abe who wants to know what are our <laughs> top five animated superhero costumes, which that, that could be a quicker. That could be a quicker run. I'm keeping game animation in there. I think that's fair. That's fair. Um, to speed run this. Nightwing, Young Justice, everything about it to me is perfect. The logo, the blue, the black, the gray, the mask, the hair, all of it. Great design, specifically season two of Young Justice. Um, Arkham Origins, I really like that bat suit. But Arkham Knight also has a really good one. And the new Suicide Squad game, it looks like that could be peak. So one of those three I'm fine with. Or the, the, the Batman, the animated series. Suit, I like that one a lot. Um, third, you know, this new Superman show is out. I really love that suit. Uh, the S maybe you can do a little work with, but the red is is the red that I like. The blue, because Superman be having some dark blue sometimes. I like the light blue that they used. Um, yeah, I'm at three right now. I don't know if you, you want to step in yeah, here. Yeah, for sure. I'll take it over. Um, I think one of mine is from the latest game, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy game. I do like Peter Quill's um, outfit, his jacket, the Star-Lord across his back in green. I think that's so sick. I love how they did that. Um, great game. I haven't finished it yet, but I'm like 50% done and I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it, taking it step by step. So if you haven't played that one, you'll see what I'm talking about if you jump in. Second one would be a little on the nose, but the Iron Man, no, I mean the Tony Stark suit for Spider-Man portrayed in Insomniac Spider-Man. So the video game version of the suit I also had in the MCU. I like the way they did it. It literally feels like I get to wear the suit I love. So I, they did a great job with that one. That would be my second. I don't have, you got, you got, you're gonna have to take back over, bro. Yeah, I'll take it back over, man. This is what keeps us, uh, Open and honest and authentic, right? That's what we like to have around here. Um, it is hard. So you brought up Spider-Man. So I'm going to say that the Insomniac suit from the new Spider-Man 2. I like the upgrades that they've made. I think it's a better red and blue that they've chosen. And I've always liked the white. I like the way that the white pops. Um, it's different. It's different from just a regular old Spider-Man suit. Um... And then last, that's that's difficult. You know, I almost want to say great Saya, man, even though I don't care for it. Um, let me get that Gwen Stacy, bro, from in, in into the Spider-Verse and across the Spider-Verse. I'll take that. I'll take that one right there. So right back to you. I might have to jump into Spider-Verse. I like the Prowler's fit, bro. I like the Prowler's fit, bro. Those Jordans. Wow, now you want to be up in Spider-Verse now that I'm talking about it, right? Okay, buddy. Yeah, I think to finish mine off, I would say there's two suits uh, that are really great. 
um, from the Arkham series, uh, Arkham City and Arkham Knight to be specific. Uh, the Batman Beyond suit is definitely one of my favorites. As soon as I beat the game, ran everything from then forward with this suit on. Um, but then also Thomas Wayne's suit in there is also dope. The military vibe. Um, those are two also great, great, uh, great suits. These are great questions, man. You're making me think. Well, you know, up next, we got another kind of suit-related question. Tyson wants to know, what character in Star Wars has the best drip? Mm. Man, that's a hard question, but I'm going to stand by what I said in our Survivor episode. I think Cal is fly. I don't know if you've seen our skins on Twitter. If not, go check it out. But I was running through Survivor fresh as heck, slicing cats. So... I love Kyle. I think he has the potential to just keep getting more drippy too. So <laughs> what about you though, bro? Who's yours? You know, I'm trying to think, man. And I got three people in mind. Like I'm like definite. And then I got three people like on the side where I'm like, okay, they could have it, right? So Bail Organa, my man walking around with capes as a senator, bro. If senators started wearing capes again, things would be all good in the world. So just because of the cape gang, I got to respect Bail. Lando. Come on now. Lando, he was drippy. You know, even if you don't like the guy, he was drippy. He was. Shit, Han might be too. Maybe I do have a few more. But Padme, she she was the outfit queen, bro. She was in there always looking looking spiffy, especially Attack of the Clones. Some of them outfits from that movie, you wonder why Anakin and her, you know, finagled around. Uh but then we got characters who always look good, like Obi-Wan Kenobi, no matter if he's in his robes or his clone armor or his depressed fit from his show. He always look good. He do. Anakin in his in his Jedi robes for episode three, he look good. Darth Maul, he be looking good sometimes too. So I, Padme, that's my answer. That's my number one. Yeah, you're right. Well, the next question comes from me because I want to talk about this. What do you think has been the best depiction of a speedster on screen? Whether it be a video game, movie, television show, what do you think speedster? When you think speedster and you're like, damn, look at that. What is it? Who is it? Oh, so you know what it is, bro. Quicksilver from the X-Men's, bro. Those scenes are insane. They're insane. I knew you were going to say that when I asked the question. I Because kn- I knew that you just loved it when it was released. So I knew that would be your answer. Um, for me... Give me Dash from The Incredibles. The way his speed is put to screen is is great. You can tell how fast he's going, but it's not out of focus, and you can tell what's going on. Um, they also make it very exciting, in my opinion, when he's running on water and running through the jungle and everything. It's, it's just fantastic. If I want to talk live action, give me Eternals. They did speed great. Um, I'm just tired of the slow motion. Like, like I'm just tired of the slow-mo speedster running thing. Yeah, it's it's been played out. But to move forward with the next question, we got Evan who's asking, if you guys can make a movie, television show, or video game, what would the premise be? So when thinking about my answer to this, video game-wise is a video game I've had in my mind forever. Thanks to my father, who kind of put this there for me. Um, yeah, I, I'm not even going to share it, honestly. I'm just not going to share it. Maybe maybe you'll see it one day, or maybe you'll see it as a book. Who knows? Um, for a television show, 
I have to do something Star Wars related, and I've got three ideas. Um, idea one, Ray, Ray, short animated show about how she gets her yellow kyber crystal. I would love to handle that. Two, give me a Jar Jar Binks. Super sad and deeply emotional three episode miniseries. I would love to handle that. I would love to to take that character on that journey. And I'm being fully dead ass too. Um number three, I would love to handle a Star Wars like detective show, like some mystery type scenario that's not related to Jedi, but you know, can feature Jedi and stuff. Uh I, that would be fun for me to do. Those are all mad good, and they're all necessary, bro. You could fill a real, a real necessary hole like that, bro. Necessary gap. Um, I think for me, uh, I would want to make a Percy Jackson type of video game. I would want like a legitimate third person, um, great combat, like on some Final Fantasy type uh, combat, um, parkour running on walls, like combat's just kind of really feeling smooth and, and and engaging. And then all the lore of a great story. Like, I don't know how the art style would be. Probably try, try to be like a little, little anime, like anime type of vibe, just off the fact that I think you'd be able to maximize the way the combat will look, the way that, that fighting would flow. Because the books, Rick Riordan does a great job of dis, uh, describing how a fight goes down. He lifted his blade and he and you imagine all these things to see it puts emotion would be so dope. So that would be my thing I would love to make or something like it in that realm. Man, I wish I could share this video game premise, but I really don't want to. I, I have a feeling I, I could get this out there somehow. So maybe maybe my father will want to talk about it when he pulls up because, you know, he, he's got to. He's got to pull through, you know, and... When he pulls through, maybe he'll the, the theme that he'll be on, it might match. It might match, but we'll see. Um, the next question comes from Stephen Locke, you know, from, from our trailers episode. That's Stephen. Yeah, you know him. Uh, he wants to know what some of our future visions for Kuzo-Op are. I know that you and I have discussed something, um, and we've discussed ideas around it, you know, so maybe you'll want to share it. Maybe not. I'll let you handle this one. Well, I can't let them know everything, bro, because you can't let them know your next move, but... We definitely need to uh, record ourselves playing, man. It's been a long time coming, just like this podcast was. So I'm, I'm excited to explore that in the time to come. A lot of good games are coming out. I think there's a lot of games that have come out that have fallen through the cracks. To be able to play them together would be super dope. Um, but I'm not going to say anything else. We got tons of ideas. And you better not say much either. Don't try to trick us, Steve. Step back. Well, you know what? Steven's next question is, how do you guys decide what topics to speak about and when? Well, I think I got to give a lot of the praise to Willie because Willie has his finger on the pulse of things. I, I do too. It's like I got my pinky. He has his finger. He's like his pointer finger on there. You know what I mean? He's catching it. Um, so he's always noticing new information that's coming out, movies, looking at game shows. And so we just kind of schedule accordingly and then we leave space for what we're passionate about. Um, and for conversations, we know others that we want as guests are passionate about as well. Um, and it all kind of just fits together. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I really do try to like think about, oh, wait, this is happening around here. Let's switch things around. I've switched many things around. Um, I've, I've actually kind of planned for the rest of the year with room to move. 
interestingly enough. Um, so that's that's really how I do it. I just I try to make sure that we get a fair amount of time in between movies that come out. We don't want to jump right in. We want to give people time to digest, and we want to digest ourselves, see it a few more times. Television shows, let's sit on it. So we try to make sure that it's fair, um, but fun at the same time. We don't want to leave anything behind, and if we do, sometimes we'll catch up to it later on. Uh, but yeah, that's that's how my thought process behind it all works. And I would say tune in because there's no guarantee that it'll be like an every single week kind of concept if we start creating other types of content. You know, it might change. So right now you're getting the full, the full, uh, what's they, what they call it? The fire hose treatment from Kazoop. We're coming every week. You can count on us on Thursdays, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. Tap in because we are. We are tapped in, you know what I mean? Yeah, and if I could say one more thing, right? Like, you can guarantee you Marvel is always going to be on a schedule. If a Marvel show, if a Marvel movie drops, you can almost guarantee that's on a schedule. Star Wars, I'm going to work it in there somehow because I love it. You can you can be sure that Star Wars is always going to somehow make an appearance on Cuzzlewop. DC... They shaky right now, but I'm a DC lover. We gonna make sure that that happens. Maybe not all the time, because some of these, you know, you can a little pass on a little bit. But 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 they, it's gonna be there. It's gonna be there. But next question from Steven is: Have you guys considered a Patreon? And if so, what type of exclusive content do you imagine being on there? Um, I've never thought about a Patreon. I I I'm enjoying what's going on right now. But I know that Isaiah is the visionary. He's the one with the ideas of like grander things. So I'm definitely going to let him talk about it. I think I might have joked once like, yo, what if we do a 30 cent episode about all of our damn bloopers? Because man, do we have a lot of them. I have and I'm not going to spit all the facts again because I feel like Steven's asking us to. He's asking us to just pour out our whole business plan out here. All right? You wallin', bro. Sit back. All my government outside. You wallin'. Um, but I think that you can turn this free game. I think that you can turn steps of your pipeline in terms of process into something people can buy into. So I think that people would be interested in seeing how our art gets to being what it is. So if we were to say, oh, you know, we need to have this art done by two weeks from now, we could say in seven days, we'll have something and that something we'll share with the people who are subscribed to us on Patreon. Something small like that, I think you take that same concept, you can use it in other areas. Get them an opportunity to see the living, breathing concept of Cuzzle Op. So that's something that's going to definitely come. We've got different ideas in our pockets across multiple mediums. So stay tapped in for real. Another question that I have uh, after all of this, this is, you know, this is from me again, is what is your video game ick, right? I was thinking about it after Evan's question and... Just to explain it a little bit, like, I know someone who, he can't play snow levels in video games. He never beat the first part of Red Dead 2 because it was a snow level and it it just upsets him in his core. He just can't do it. I know someone who can't do levels that take place in sewers. For me, it's fishing. I hate fishing in video games. I don't understand why. And I didn't think about it ever until I played Stardew Valley. And then when I played that, I was like, damn, I just hate this. But then I also kind of dislike it in Minecraft. And I didn't do it in Dragon Ball Kakarot. And I avoided it here. 
You know, it's just weird. I have that about me where I'm like, if it's fishing, I'm not going to do it. Someone else better do it. Or I just, ugh, I'm just going to hate it all during that time. So what, what's yours? Because I think I know it. Obviously, underwater missions, anything that has to do with being underwater. Honestly, sewer, uh, sewer also can kind of be there a little too. But I have it attached because there's a Ratchet and Clank 2 mission where you have to go underwater to get into a sewer and the two are attached. I think that's one of the points of trauma that happened for me where I was like, okay, I'm going to forever be afraid of water. <laughs> but um, man, when it comes to like having to combat underneath the water, what you find under the water, sh uh, sharks, anything like that. So, you know, when it comes to like Assassin's Creed and shark hunting um, or it comes to fighting underwater in Witcher 3, I get shook, bro. I have my boys do it. I've had my boys do it a couple of times. And then I have like creatures. It's not just insects, insects majorly. Like if I have to go fight a big bug, I have to work up the courage to do it because there's something in me that's just, ugh. Those are good, especially the bugs one. I would burn all the bugs with fire. That's just my play style. But to look at future conversations that some of our listeners want us to have, you know, just to quickly list them off, Leaf, would like to maybe hear about some utopia films, like our favorite utopias or why utopias are becoming less and less popular in film. Um, someone wants us to speak about The Sims. I'm not going to say who because I know we've already said her name, so she could just she could, she could say it if she wants to when she's on episode. Uh, Tyson wants an Attack on Titan episode. He said it before. He actually didn't even say he wants. He said he needs it. He said it's a must. Tyson, you're going to get that, bro. But you're going to get it next year once the whole series concludes. Trust. I'm promising that. Um, Barbie and Oppenheimer. Now, we have three suggestions for Barbie and Oppenheimer. So I'm just going to say both episodes will be dropping on the same day. I just, how could we not? You're going to get a Barbie. You're going to get an Oppenheimer. They're dropping on the same day. We debated do we want to do them in one big episode or two separate ones? And they're two separate movies. They deserve their own episodes, but they're getting the same release date just like they are in theaters. Abe wants us to talk sports. Now, sports, I can't say we're going to sit here and talk stats. But if you wanted to hop on and you want to talk 2K or sports games in general, I'm down to do that. Sport movies, they've had a lot of good ones recently, supposedly, so... That's the kind of sports you can maybe think about having here. Abe also wants Mortal Kombat. I don't know if we're going to do a Mortal Kombat 1 episode. We're most likely just going to have it showcased at the end of the year as one of the games released during the year. But when Mortal Kombat 2, the movie, comes out, you're going to get it. I promise that. Evan wants an episode dedicated to RPGs, video game RPGs. Now... It's a genre that might be getting a little overplayed nowadays, but that's a cool idea. Maybe you could even come on and talk that. We'll see. And Steven wants some Rebel Moon or the creator talk, which I know Rebel Moon is that like Zack Snyder wanted to make a Star Wars movie, but he couldn't. But then he actually just did. So maybe. But those are some of the suggestions that we have uh, uh, for future ideas or, or convos. So those not bad. Not bad at all. 
But um, I'm excited that we got this out. I'm excited that we were able to do another one. I promise we're going to have another Q&A before the end of the year because I know this, this fall is looking very packed. Video game and movie and TV-wise, I'm excited, but... It was fun to just relax and talk all these things with uh, with with each other. Honestly, it's, it's a fun time. Fun time. You know that, bro. You just get to sit back until we get back to next week where we're going to jump into another piece of entertainment culture. And we're back in the rhythm just like that. We thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Cuzzle Wop. Every time you tap in with us, whether it be on YouTube, Spotify, uh, the podcasters app, Uh, You're always going to find two cousins, one podcast, endless entertainment.